Welcome to another episode of Becoming Unstoppable. I'm so excited to have you here. And my name is Jen. I'm your host. I'm a self-sabotage and transformational mindset coach. I help female entrepreneurs just like you move from fear and self-sabotage to completely owning who they are and becoming unstoppable. This program, this episode is proudly sponsored by my mastermind, where you are going to unleash the woman you were born to be. Enjoy the episode. Let's welcome the lovely ladies of Ebb and Flow Nutrition, Carly and Layla. Welcome, ladies. Thanks for having us. My pleasure. And for those who might be new to your world, can you just explain a little bit about your business so people know a little bit more about what you do and how you serve people? Sure. We are two certified nutritionists, but we are not your average nutritionists. We are doing things a little bit differently and trying to, so to speak, disrupt the nutrition wellness space. And the reason that we are a bit of disruptors is because we are not putting our clients on diets. We're not putting them on meal plans. Instead, we're helping women get back in tune with their bodies and break free from all the rules and cutting out and counting and tracking so that they can just eat food and enjoy their lives. And we do that through the principles of intuitive eating. So that's mm. a little a little high level <laughs> spiel about who we are. Yeah, that's amazing. And I think there's so much pressure on women to look a certain way. And even just saying the word diet, women sort of can cringe and you can sort of, um, you can look at sort of magazines and how, women and even young girls are exposed to this culture and you're you're looking at this and going oh wow you know and there's those beliefs of I'm not worthy I'm not good enough the confidence starts plummeting because of what we perceive what we perceive to be perfect but there is no such thing as perfection correct correct yeah it's pervasive and it's hard to like you said it's hard to know what's true and what's not because it's everywhere and it starts from such a young age um which is why we do what we do because there's just so much messaging out there like in magazines especially this time of the year about changing our bodies and pursuing this ultimate body when in reality, it does not exist. Um, but we spend all this time torturing ourselves and restricting ourselves for really not anything. <laughs> well, I'm sure you see now in the media with the new year coming, everyone's like new year, new me, here's a new diet. We're not going to call it a diet, but it's a diet. Uh, so mm. it's, it's pretty, it's a pretty crazy world out there. Just having to navigate through social media headlines, mm. social media accounts, TikTok now, especially for like younger girls too, you're just seeing what people are eating. And then you assume that you can look like that person based off of what you're eating. Um, so it's, it's pretty wild. And we really want to help women navigate through all of this social media, all of the headlines and the what not to eat articles. We just want to help basically debunk any myths that are out there. Yeah. And just really help women tune into their bodies. Yeah. And isn't that amazing of what you're able to do of actually connecting back to the body 
and everybody is designed so differently. We're sort of looking at women and going, okay, well, that's what I'm going to do. We're, we're putting what we perceive to be beautiful and there are so many different interpretations of, you know, the, um, the saying beauty is in the beholder. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But it's also what I really like about in Ayurveda, it's, it's not looking at the society of where normal, and I'm putting that in inverted commas, of what the baseline of health is. It's looking at you and mm. your baseline and, you yeah. know, looking at what you need and where you're in balance and treating that and going from how you provide that. Is that in the style of intuitive eating and, you know, supporting women, is that how you go about supporting people? Yeah, it's essentially given, giving women the tools so that they can discover what works best for them. Because it, like we were saying before, it's really hard to separate what we've been told is good for us versus what we actually want, right? And and you think so many times about, well, I don't eat this food. And then, well, why aren't you eating that food? Are you not eating that food because you feel really horrible after you eat it? Or are you not eating that food because you saw an article that said that it wasn't good for X, Y, and Z reason or some influencer you follow decided to cut it out to drop 10 pounds. So <laughs> it's, it's really figuring out what works for you and getting back in tune with that. Because what happens when we go on so many diets is we lose sight of that. And it's really hard to navigate yourself. And so we teach women how to do that again. Mm, yeah, so powerful. And I think women can just feel so disconnected of, oh, Absolutely. well, I feel like I've, I've really got to eat this type of thing. For example, I personally, I'm not much of a salad person. Just not much of a salad person. <laughs> I am the exact I like same. Hot foods. I like hot foods. And when yeah. I started looking at Ayurveda, that's because of my body type of yeah. being very Veda, that, you know, liking hot foods. And I'm like, oh, I love having a hot food. Mm-hmm eating it up every day that's just me (laughs) and I was like why why am I not liking salads my mum and sister they keep telling me I've got to have it and and then when I found that out it just made complete sense and I was like that's that's yeah I'm drawn I I used to try and eat salads and I would finish my meal, which was a salad. And I'd try, I, even this was, even after I became an intuitive eater and I would try and make them as, as hearty and amazing. They never do the trick for me the same way that a warm meal does. I will never truly feel satisfied the same way. That doesn't mean salads can't be a part of my life, but releasing that restriction or those handcuffs that are like I have to eat salads because everyone says I should eat salads is so liberating to be like well that just doesn't work for me and and like how powerful that is to learn that about yourself too it's just it's not for everyone Lila Lila does not do well with kale no at all (laughs) but it was one of those like superfoods and like you know you, you read about it and everyone's like top 10 foods to eat so you try and eat all of these things but it's like do I actually enjoy these no then why am I eating them if I don't enjoy it 
why am I putting my body through that? It's not satisfying to me. And that's like also like one of our, one of the principles of intuitive eating is the satisfaction factor and just how important that satisfaction is of a meal, right? So you, like you said, you love like warmer meals and that's super satisfying to you. And it'll be more um, like, you're just, your body's going to absorb it better too, just because it's so much more satisfying. Mm, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think you sort of, you can feel like Oh, but you know, it's, it's really healthy and kale is incredibly bitter. So I can sort of understand what you're saying there, Layla. <laughs> it's sort of yeah, like, I'm, like- I, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. Thank you. But no, thank you. I mean, uh, I've massaged kale so much just to try and get it to be like, you know, they're like, oh, just massage it. And I'm like, I've massaged it for 20 minutes. It doesn't taste any better as it did yeah. five minutes ago. So <laughs> it happens. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Um, so I'm interested what made you go on this journey of becoming sort of in, intuitive nutritionists. Um, you know, what has made you so passionate about doing this type of work, ladies? Yeah, we we both have individual stories of how we turned to intuitive eating. And then the second part of that story is how we started this business. Um, but they all kind of tie together. You want to Um, I would say for myself personally, I started, I was very much so in the fitness industry for a really long time. And I kind of got obsessed with dieting. Quite frankly, I was doing, you name it, whatever trending diet was out. I was, I was trying it. I did the intermittent fasting for a number of years. I was paleo for quite some time. Um, I tried keep the keto one didn't last very long. That one like just was not sustainable. I mean, none of them are like, no, like diets failed. 95% of diets fail. That's a stat, like an actual stat that's out there. Um, so I spent most of my twenties, I would say dieting and I just did not feel good in my body. Uh, I was constantly trying to fit this thin ideal, you know, with like diet culture, they, they just believe that this this thinness of a body is what is the picture perfect health, right? Like that's always this picture that they paint that you have to look a certain way in order to be healthy. Um, and so I ended up I actually worked in the weight loss industry for a number of years and um, went back to nutrition school um, a couple of years ago. And that's actually where I met Carly. And um, our origin story is pretty fun. We, we were in a, in a comparative diets course together. And um, we were the only two that said that we would have eaten fish and chips over a salad. In the, they showed a comparison of photos. And that's kind of how our friendship sort of blossomed from that um and from we just realized we had like very similar values and both just really wanted to help women get away from just this this dieting like just constantly going on diets to look a certain way right Mm -hmm. and just because all these diets promise you to feel better about yourself but do you like you lose all that weight do you feel better about yourself at that like when you hit that weight or are you constantly trying to like change it over and over and over again yeah Mm -hmm. and and for me I I had uh, one really um, impactful experience with trying to control my body that of course it's kind of part of your life most women can relate to it being a part of their lives for a long time but for me I had been switching birth controls and had kind of felt completely like an alien in my own body I didn't feel good. My hair was falling out. My skin didn't feel great. Everything felt out of my control. And so what did I think I could control? My weight. And so I went down the path of really trying to shrink my body and control what I was eating and lost my love for food and and really went to this place that just so wasn't me. 
And when I finally got out of that and turned to intuitive eating, which is what we all really are at our, our core when we're born, I completely like changed and feel better than I've ever felt in my entire life. And so when we were in our program together, we felt like the path that we were being pushed towards was to put people on diets and to cut food groups out. And most of the time people turn to nutritionists to do those things. And we just couldn't figure out how that made sense for us. It didn't feel like something authentic to our journeys. And like Lila said, we believed there was a world where, and we knew there was a world where you could eat fish and chips and a salad. And those two things were the same and morally equal. And that's how ebb and flow nutrition started. And we haven't, haven't looked back since. Mm. Yeah. I think a lot of people are just like, oh, that sounds, that sounds like me. I, I really cannot imagine just depriving my body and only having things, you know, obviously we need array of different types of food and things like that. But if you aren't enjoying what you're actually eating and it feels like a chore and you're, you're not, a lot of the time people go on diets because they don't feel worthy and they don't feel good enough. So they have this, you know, belief that if I become thinner, I'm going to be so much happier. Thinner people are happier instead Mm -hmm. of, why don't I just make the decision to be happy now, mm-hmm. accept gotcha. myself now mm-hmm. and look at what my body is actually craving and needing mm-hmm. rather than, I think when we say we can't have something, I know when I'm like, okay, I'm going to gonna limit chocolate. I must admit oh, that yeah. is something that, oh my gosh, I'm very... Um, I love, I think it's, you know, and obviously it's to do with, you know, hormones and, you know, you're craving that that sugar, especially sort of in that late afternoon, you know, you feel like your, your body's, you know, and, and for women at different times of the month, our, our hormones crave certain foods. So for women who might be listening and really are interested in what intuitive eating is, and they may I think as women, we do crave certain foods during our menstrual cycle. Um, what would what could we do? And so we're not sort of feeling so guilty that we've just had a whole block of chocolate, but we can still have something that gives us a bit of satisfaction, but is not going to, you know, we're not having so much sugar that we're just going to be like feeling horrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the I mean, the beautiful thing about being an intuitive eater is that you have access to that chocolate whenever you want it. So Lila and I both are huge, huge, huge chocolate lovers. We're like known for that. <laughs> and we used to restrict it from our lives. And we used to then eat it in large, large quantities and feel horrible after. I have a really sensitive stomach and I would eat so much of something because I knew I wasn't going to have it again for a while. And then you feel badly about it versus when you go through intuitive eating and you can have that chocolate any time of the day, anytime you want it, you end up having 
as much as your body needs you to have, and then you move on from it. So there might be times of the month where you are craving that more, but instead of binging it or over consuming it because you're like, oh, well, it's that time of the month. So now I can just hit, hit it as hard as I want. You will eat it in a way that's satisfying to you without it taking over or without it controlling you. So it's shifting to give yourself that unconditional permission to eat, which is, it sounds, it sounds absolutely bonkers. Yes. When you actually say it out loud and you're like, you just need to give yourself unconditional permission to eat what you want when you want. It does. It sounds too good to be true, yeah. but it's not because like once you really do practice it on a daily basis and you do understand what your body is asking for and what it needs, like you won't, like you, you won't binge eat the chocolate bars. Like you won't have like 10 chocolate bars at home. They're just going to go through, which is what a lot of people think intuitive eating is like Carly and I have so many stories where we've had, like, we've been gifted a box of chocolates. And like, I used to be like that. I used to have these little, um, they're called Ferrero Rocher chocolates. I would get the, it was like a box of like 30 or something that my mom would get me for Christmas. I, I sat and I ate an entire box in one night. Like I would go row by row and I was like, I'll just put it away for a little bit. And I was like, ah, but I'm not going to let myself have it tomorrow. So I would eat the whole, like I ate the whole thing. And now I have all kinds of chocolate at home at all times of the day. And like that, when that time of month comes for me, I'll have a a square here and there, but I really, I don't want it all day and all night. Like I thought that I would, Um, but that's because I was restricting it before. So when you're restricting your body from certain types of foods, is that when your body is going to maybe crave it or fool you that you're say you're you know you may want you know chips or you you know you have a craving so for those who might be sort of new to understanding what intuitive eating is can you just explain a little bit more about how you guide your clients to understand what intuitive eating is and how the body actually knows what to do absolutely um so Intuitive eating is basically just a flexible style of eating, um, and it's based off of these 10 principles. So what we do with our clients is we guide them through these 10 principles, but we do it in a manner so that we actually do the nutrition portion last, just because there's so much to unpack before actually becoming an intuitive eater. You really do need to reject the diet mentality. You need to understand what all these voices in your head are, and also just like unpacking what diet culture and society are saying and like telling you is good or bad right and I say good and bad also in air quotes because when you're an intuitive eater there is no good and bad we really are it's all just at one level playing field like there are there's no hierarchy of foods and so what we do with intuitive eating is you're really focusing on finding that satisfaction factor understanding your fullness and also understanding your hunger and like hunger cues, which a lot of times because of dieting, you don't know what those hunger cues are anymore. Because for example, if you've been an, uh, an intermittent, if you've done intermittent fasting, for example, you basically you sometimes starve yourself in the mornings. Like I, I did intermittent fasting and I wouldn't eat until 1 PM, regardless if my stomach started to growl, I'd be like, Oh, I'll have a glass of water. It'll just, you know, my, my hunger cues will go away. And so sometimes it takes a long time and a lot of practice to sit with foods and just kind of understand am I hungry? Am I full? And a lot of it too is connected to your taste buds and just really like sitting with that food. A lot of like mindful eating too would be a good way of describing it. And this whole journey is a process of starting to trust your body again and knowing that you know what's best for you. And when you remove all the BS, you will make the best choices for yourself, which some days is going to be a box of macaroni and cheese. And some days it's going to be a 
nice home cooked meal. Some days it's going to be going to get fast food and you learn that all of these foods are are part of the equation and that when you allow yourself to eat everything, you eat a very balanced diet. You really do. You just, there's so much variety in your day to day. And like, people don't realize that when they think of intuitive eating, I think they just automatically assume you're just going to eat chips, chocolate, cake, pizza, you name it. But in reality, like you're like, my body asks for vegetables all of the time now. Mm-hmm. Like I, like in the winter right now, I was laughing with Carly today. Cause I was like, man, I'm, I'm not on the sweets train right now. Like all I want this winter is like soups and stews and cozy, like grain bowls. Like that's literally like all my body's been craving the last few weeks. Mm. Yeah. I, um, I'm sort of nodding in agreement because for me, I couldn't imagine going on any, I've, I've, ne- I've ne- never gone on a diet ever um I find that when I wake up in the morning my body is telling me and it's that sort of it's saying I'm hungry and I'm like oh my god it's so early it's like because I get up very very early so I can get some work done before children wake up and because it's school holidays oh, it's too early. It's too early to wait, you know, to eat. And then I'm like, I can't concentrate. So for me, I get, um, and I think a lot of people may experience that is that, that brain fog of just not being able to concentrate. So for me, that's when, you know, we have chicken, so I'll have, you know, a boiled egg or something and, and oh, yes. And 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 that's listening to your, yeah. And that's listening to your hunger cues. Right. And it's, learning okay when I get hungry the first signs of hunger are I'll get brain fog I'll feel more distracted and then you can stop yourself and go and fuel your body and then continue on with your day versus repressing that feeling getting to the point where you are so starving that you end up completely ignoring all of your body's cues and eating past the point of comfort and eating too much and eating things that might not actually be satisfying to you because you're so, so, so hungry. So that's a huge part of our program is, is being able to figure out what those cues are for you and, and knowing they're very individual, right? Some people might not get brain fog. Some people like I'll get like a taste in my mouth and it starts to taste kind of like stale when I need to eat something. Um, I'll start to get a bit sleepy. It's it's learning what those things are for you. Mm. And if people aren't, you know, they're not intuitive and they're not attuned to their body and knowing those signs, because I've met clients who's, who are so disconnected to their bodies that when stress happens, they have almost gone completely in a highly stressed state and it's too late. And I said, what do you do when you're stressed? And they're like, oh my God, I'm, it's too, like, it's already, I'm already so anxious. And they don't know the early symptoms of stress. So for those who might be, I think a lot of entrepreneurial minded women are experiencing stress in the body and how damaging that can actually be. So for, you know, if people are this time of year, can contribute to a lot of um, demands, expectations. You're around certain people who may trigger you. And so you intuitively, you feel you need 
certain things, but maybe you don't. <laughs> maybe your body is reaching for certain things because it's your coping mechanism or it's a comfort. Mm-hmm. It's that emotional eating. So can you explain mm-hmm. a little bit more for those who might be reaching for certain foods because and a lot of the time people don't have the awareness of what's happening they just feel Mm. good and then they eat it and then afterwards it's almost like you've had you know you've had a big drinking session and you're like oh my god why did I do that why did I have the whole box of Ferro shares or why did I you know eat the whole packet of chips oh geez you know and then there it goes again that whole restrictions, yeah. okay, I'm not going to do anything. So for people who are sort of coming into this season, what might be some things that they can do to start recognising ways to sort of minimise that stress and, and foods to be a bit more attuned to them? Yeah, emotional eating is something, it's one of our, I would say, heaviest topics in the program. Um, and you might be surprised to hear that we're not looking to curb emotional eating and get rid of it from our lives completely because there is so much emotion wrapped up in, in a lot of eating and that's okay. So think about birthdays and you get your favorite cake, that's emotional, or you go out with a girlfriend and you're sitting and you're bonding over a glass of wine and a really nice meal, that's emotional. So there is nothing wrong with emotionally eating, what we coach our clients to do is to be self-aware in that experience. So sometimes choosing to eat the food is the right choice because you need that comfort. But sometimes there's other things that you can do to quell that same or quench that same feeling. So during the holidays, we, we actually have a survival guide right now that a free guide That's speaking to exactly what you're talking about. When you're feeling really triggered during this time of the year, you can go on a walk. You can call a friend. It's about building a toolkit to try out certain things to see if that can help you navigate it versus always turning to food. And when you do turn to food, what we teach our clients to do is eat it intuitively so that you're not eating the entire bag of chips and then feeling badly about it after. You'll have some chips and then you'll move on to your salad and then you'll move back to the chips and you'll move on with your day. So it's it's finding other coping mechanisms in your toolkit and incorporating that into your life and knowing that it's okay to choose food sometimes to provide us with that comfort because it's it's just what food does. I mean, we probably all very quickly can recall a food in our mind that is comforting to us. I mean, I have food that my grandmother used to make mm-hmm. for me that the second it's in front of me, I instantly feel so much better. So I, I think it's, it's finding that balance for yourself um, and finding those self-care tools that also can be eating but can be going on a walk and working out and calling a friend that you can talk to and vent to when someone makes a comment to you at a dinner party that you're not so happy about so it's it's really building that 
that kit for yourself. Yeah, we also like with the principles of intuitive eating, there's also one it's about movement and finding movement that you really truly enjoy. And a lot of times people just don't associate movement with like helping mental health too. So when you're stressed, sometimes like going for walks or finding like a dance class or like, you know, there's tons of free resources on YouTube too, just to like any type of like fitness and movement class that could also help with stress management as well as like a little outlet or like a little toolkit in your toolbox when it comes to living with intuitive eating, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, a lot of the time when we're feeling stressed, the things that we make us feel good, for some reason, especially women, we stop. We stop doing all of the self-care activities and we do the busy hustle things. So for me personally, that is the time where I'm like, okay, I need to increase my self-care even more. You know, I'm feeling like because we're coming into um, with with summer officially here in Queensland, Australia. We got a little bit of snow coming our way. Oh, no, I'm just wearing shorts and a T-shirt. So during this time of year, for me, I know that I've got to look after myself. And it's Mm -hmm. also about lowering my expectations of, you know, being purposeful in each moment. And for me, you know, I love how you spoke about that, Layla, about, you know, being mindful about you know what type of um, activity and exercise and I think a lot of the time when we are so stuck in our heads we have we're not connected back to the body and Mm -hmm. you know a way to even just break that is going outside putting your feet hopefully not in the snow that might freeze them (laughs) but you know outside and sometimes just changing the environment in which you are and yeah. if you are feeling triggered or overwhelmed or stressed and just changing the scene can make you feel oh actually I don't need something to eat and yeah. sometimes it's it's habitual like sometimes yes. for me it's that sort of late evening and it's sort of like oh you know I might have a little snack or something and then I think I went on a cleanse and what I actually found really difficult was preparing for the cleanse. And that was all the things like no caffeine. And, and um, that was tough. Can I just say <laughs> not? It was really tough because I was having so much caffeine that it was affecting my hormones um, and no, no dairy and no, no gluten. And I do get headaches. And I, at the time, it, just preparing the body for it I was going oh my gosh I'm not feeling too good but after during it I was like oh I feel really good and I didn't really feel like I was depriving my body because it wasn't about deprivation it was just about enhancing all the other good foods just not eating um at that time coffee or you know certain other things and I'm like oh but you know now I've it's become habitual and you know now it's fun but I think sometimes we all need reining back of our habits and having someone who can support us to do that and that's what I'm hearing in your you know what you're able to provide in intuitive eating and understanding people's awareness and their triggers around foods and things like that yeah yeah. Yeah. It's, um, 
it really is about figuring out your body again and figuring out what's good for you and that's it's a journey it definitely is a journey and and but we're never here to tell people what's going to work for them I think that's the the key to it is we know that the ladies in our program know themselves better than we do uh, we just give them the the we're in the passenger seat we like to say that we'll, we'll, we're riding along with you in the passenger seat and we're just there to guide you but ultimately you're the driver ultimately you're the one that needs to find out what makes you feel good um, and once you do find those things, it's it's really powerful. Mm, it's super powerful. And I think when you can connect back to your body, you know your body better than anyone. You Absolutely. know when something you're, you know, you get that niggle in your body and you're like, this doesn't feel right. And sometimes, especially as women, we go, oh, it's okay. You know, it's it's all, you know, it's it's nothing. And so we're sort of minimizing that. But when we become so aware and attuned to everything that's happening and then it's like, okay, I'm getting this physical sensation here. What's that really about? Am I stressed? Am I looking after what, you know, what am I doing? So I know you ladies, you know, very much focused on that intuitive eating, but do you also teach people about just being intuitively connected back to the body as well? Absolutely. Well, even we, we encourage our clients to really find movement that's enjoyable to them too, but we also encourage rest because a lot of times people will get back into a, a, a routine of sorts with movement, but you don't necessarily listen to your body's cues of like, if your muscles are sore, or like overly sore or overly worked out too, right? Cause you can easily get back into that habit of not listening to your body. So we do encourage lots of rest and just really having like almost like a body check too just as you would check for hunger and fullness, you would check and see like how different parts of your body are feeling and your mind too, right? Because we do discuss a lot of emotions as well. And really just checking in with that mental side of things too is really important. But the principles of intuitive eating that apply to nutrition, that apply to movement, apply to everything, essentially everything in our lives. And you notice once you become an intuitive eater, you that self-awareness applies to all areas all areas it applies to being a business owner it applies to being a friend it applies to being a partner it's there's so many things that it can the ripple effect from rediscovering your body when it comes to eating helps you rediscover so many other things too about yourself intuitively and and applying that to all aspects of your life yeah how how absolutely magic you're able to do that and self-awareness is such a key element for creating mm-hmm. any change how can you possibly know what's happening if you can't see it and that's what I love teaching people about you know self-sabotage and how the you know subconscious mind and people are like, oh I don't self-sabotage and I'm like mm, really mm-hmm. we all self-sabotage and sometimes we don't if we know about it that's a thought but if we don't it, it's happening like a lot of women that I come and help and support they're very busy. They're very busy doing something. And so how this manifests is they've got the anxious thoughts. They've got the anxious feelings in the body. The, you know, they're always in a highly stressed state and then that's affecting their ability to sleep. They're not even having lunch or, you know, it's all sort of on the go. Why? Because of all these sorts of you know, what does busy give you? Nothing. So when we're able to look at 
been so intuitive and I love how you ladies are giving people these tools and connecting back to the body then people can create change then people can go well you know what I'm not going to be like this is bad or this is good because that's where we have thought oh I can't have a piece of cake when we go you know what I am going to enjoy this Mm -hmm. amazing piece of chocolate mud cake and I'm going to enjoy every moment. And sometimes when we do that, we're like, okay, I'm full now. I'm good. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and we just right. know we know when we're, you know, content and satisfied yeah. with that. So it's very, very powerful what you ladies are providing and how your journeys have merged together and really now supporting so many other women. So yeah, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure, Carly and Layla. And for those who want to know a little bit more about you, can you just explain to the listeners what's the best way for people to follow you? Yeah, so if you go on to Instagram and just go at ebb and flow, so E-B-B-A-N-D-F-L-O, nutrition, N-U-T-R-I-T-I-O-N, you can find us on there and we're always accessible. You can slide into our DMs. You can also email us. Um, We have a a free holiday survival guide out right now and you can access that as well on our Instagram. Uh, We story a lot and we have a lot of fun content. So it's kind of a great way to get a feel for what it would be like working with us and just learn a little bit more about intuitive eating. That's very approachable and easy to understand yeah amazing well thank you both for coming on becoming unstoppable the podcast thank Thank you you.